We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the week 11 DFS Roundup here on Grinders Live. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am the host of Roster Watch on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Sunday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm the editor-in-chief at rosterwatch.com. And joining me, as always, my co-host live this week from Nashville at the Roto Grinders party where I'm extremely tilted. I cannot be joining for the fun and festivities. You know him as the Siege. He is CJ Kaltenbach. He needs no introduction around here. Siege, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much, man. It's, uh, it's actually kind of nice to be in the office when it's quiet. Normally this place is just super loud all the time. So it's weird <laughs> being here when it's just dead quiet. But I, I wonder, in the Roto Grinders office, it like... Like, what's that place like around lineup lock? Do, do you get any work done around there? No, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine. I think even probably the developers and the producers and the techs and everybody else like that are probably getting their lineups in and is everything's going crazy around there, I'm sure. Yeah, last night was kind of the same. I, like, I put up a noise canceling headphones and I tried to tune as much of it out as I could, but even then I'm still kind of just like hearing things. Do you want to, want to play Fran Van Fleet or some other play? And I was like, neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't look at what Van Fleet did, but I knew that I had him in a ton of my cash games and a lot of those had to It's the worst piece of chalk in the history of chalk, but we're not here talking to it. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're here to talk NFL. If you guys haven't uh, watched the show before, what it is, we're going to take six different takes, hot takes from different shows, different podcasts, different um, video casts, I guess, here on Grinders Live throughout the course of the week, talking about some of the uh, – plays from week 11 siege and i uh then give our thoughts about it then at some point during the show get into our own takes our own cockamamie plots and ploys and ideas um last week siege i believe you took down of course i took down the bet that game went like 30 points over yeah that was that god it feels like it was already years ago by how bad how horrible my week was last week i've I've put it in the rear view you know so far in the rear view but that was me i took the the over in or basically Tampa, Jets. T- Tampa Jets minus one versus minus one. Giants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was horrible. So I think that put Siege up four units uh, on me in our prop bets on the season. As far as our own hot takes and bold calls, do you remember what yours was, Siege? Probably something to do with a stun, and they were all terrible, so I'm sure it failed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you failed. I know I failed. Mine was Cameron Bray, number one, the tight end on the on the Sunday DraftKings main slate, which was just 
egregious, just absolutely horrible. Oh, it was, a, it was a Jordan Howard take. Yeah, that did not go well. That's yeah, I had way too much Jordan Howard too. Last week for me, I it was one of those weeks where I, I, I had my cash lineup in 150 different contests and I won in like 22 of them. And I cannot believe how bad the, the, the people were at DFS who, who lost to me <laughs> in, those, in those 22. So um, anyway, hopefully going to get back on track this week. Too much Jordan Howard, too much Cameron Bray last week, too much fading Garrett Selleck, who's a crappy player. Um, I still stand by that play. Um, but we have a lot to get to this week with the, with the takes. Um, anything, like any general thoughts, like overview thoughts on the slate this week, Siege, before we get into them? I mean, just don't be stupid. Just stack the Patriots. Just I mean, don't be stupid. Stack the Patriots. Like, we could honestly just log log off right now. <laughs> That's all anybody needs to know. Uh, like Siege and I got in. We were talking pre-show. Uh, like, we're going to talk about all the ways it makes all the sense in the world. But um, let's just let's just get into these some some of these takes. Uh, some of them are going to are, are going to uh, bleed into that analysis anyway. So here here comes the first one. Uh, thanks to our producer Dave for getting these thrown up for us in this early edition of the DFS roundup. So Siege can have all of his uh, drunken buffoonery at Top Golf with uh, with the Roto Grinder staff this afternoon. Um, this one comes from the uh, Epic Early Week podcast, which comes out as the name would indicate very early in the week. It's uh, it's Grant it's Grant. Uh, Grant Niefer, Bobby Fye, and JM to win. Here is a take from Grant Niefer about a wide receiver that he likes this week that is so far off my radar, I can't even begin to tell you. Grant, what are your thoughts on uh, Landry, Parker, Hopkins, and Shepard? Um, it's Hopkins by a wide margin. I don't care if he's going against Peterson. He's had some tough matchups so far this season. Well, moderately tough matchups, and he's still going to get an absurd – Look at game one versus Jacksonville, a similarly as good cornerback. I mean, Ramsey's pro or not Ramsey, uh, what's his name? Peterson and Ramsey are both elite, elite cornerbacks and people that uh, opposing offenses tend to stay away from. Hopkins is going to get 14 targets. It's going to happen. It's just a, I'm a guarantee pretty much every week. I mean, he's had, what, seven of them this year so far of over 12 or more. He's going to get so many targets that he's pretty much a lock for seven to eight receptions and over 100 yards on almost a weekend, week-out basis, even with Tom Savage there. I don't care. I'm going to be playing quite a bit of him, and I think he's much better than every other play, and Shepard is the only other guy you should go with. I don't care about Parker or Landry. It's kind of a toss-up half the time. Cutler likes Parker better for some reason. Landry's a guy that tends to get peppered with targets, but you don't see that as much this year. So it's Hopkins by a mile and then Shepard, and you don't go with the other two guys. If you're going to go with someone else in that – range you go woods or you go keenan allen at six thousand and fifty nine hundred. okay so that was grant Niefer from the absolutely epic early week pod uh talking about reasons for playing houston texans wide out deandre hopkins this week even though he's catching passes from a complete bum tom, tom savage and he's going up against the uh, the goat at least this year uh, patrick peterson most likely or most definitely in shadow coverage Siege, your thoughts on, Deon on DeAndre Hopkins this week? Yeah, so I'm going to give Grant a little, like, like I'm going to let him off the hook a little bit. So I, I told him last night that this take was coming, and he's just, <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid. Like, <laughs> did. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't want to bash him to him too terribly, but uh, that's a pretty absolutely epic, terrible take. Like, oh, I mean, it's a horrible one, <laughs> a horrible take. You just can't, you can't play DeAndre Hopkins. Like, he might get 18 targets, but, like, just, like, it's, like, 18 targets versus Patrick Peterson. Like, one of them's probably going back in his own end zone. Like, it's just I, – I just don't think it's worth it here. Like, I just think it's silly. Like, I think you play Bruce Ellington, who we'll talk about here in a bit. I just – but I want to go back to, like, the Tom Savage argument. The Tom Savage, Savage is absolutely terrible. Like, he's not absolutely terrible. He's pretty bad, dude. I mean, he's, he's not bad. that bad. Why is it just this bad? bad? It's the same thing you said about Brock Osweiler the other day. I'm like, he's bad, dude. Like, okay, no, time out, time out. I, no, 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 no. I never said Brock Osweiler was good. I said Brock Osweiler was terrible. He was facing a terrible defense. <laughs> like, don't, don't you dare ever spin that as I said that Brock Osweiler was anything but bad. Well, this takes just as bad. Tom Savage sucks, dude. He, he doesn't suck. He's, he's perfectly well, mediocre. He's terribly mediocre. God, mediocre. He's terrible. 
I just, I mean, I, he faced, he faced, he faced the Rams defense. Like, okay, he didn't play well. Against, he played okay against the Colts. Like, I mean, he's never been. He's, he's he's never been good at any point. I think even in college, he's incredibly mediocre. Like, he's gonna put up two touchdowns this week. Like, two hundred yards passing, and two touchdowns. That's better than like six or seven other quarterbacks. What What makes you think he's gonna put up two touchdowns? We can only put up one against Indianapolis. He put up two against Indianapolis. Uh, I don't think he did. He put up. He, he put up. I mean, he, he, led he, them the, he led them the two. He led them, he led them the two touchdowns. Well, do I get points for lead for being a great leader, leading the team down the field? I mean, I, yes. Wow. Actually, actually, one of them was a defensive score. Fine, he led the Yeah, I mean, he's just he's. A, he, I just, I just, I just think this Arizona defense is not that good. They're, so, they're not good. Why, why are we talking about Savage? Are you are you playing him? We're talking about Savage and being competent. So. We can like play Bruce Ellington, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get to well, the Bruce Ellington take. I don't think there is a Bruce Ellington take, so we need to talk about it. Yeah, there. I mean, there probably should have been. Sure, um, I mean, Bruce yeah. Ellington's a lock. Like, no, I love three, him. He's three K. He's gonna get eight to ten targets against like the terrible slot guy for the for the Cardinals. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a three K receiver. Right? There's lots of ways it can go bad, but it feels pretty hard for this one to go wrong. No, I mean, you, you got Patrick Peterson on the other side. You have the coaching staff that said this week that they've made it, you know, that they've made a point to say we need to get Bruce Ellington the football more. Bruce Ellington, I mean, he's come in and he's – He was they, talented they, out of college out of South Carolina. Talented. They, and here's the thing is they allocated a ton of draft capital to get Braxton Miller and, you know, like – Braxton Miller's been passed up by, by Bruce Ellington. You know, they, they, he showed during the preseason that he was a, probably a better option than him. Like, like CJ mentioned, going up against, it looks like it'll probably be Tremont Williams. Um, this, so is, this is just a, this is a, this is a situation where I, I you know, the number of the, the, the targets have, have been there. Like what, what, what was the siege the last two weeks? I'll pull up the Houston Texans targets, but yeah, I mean, last week eight targets, eight, eight, eight targets. targets. Week four was eight too. Sixteen and two weeks. Week nine, he had eight targets. He's playing eight between eighty nine percent, eighty nine percent of the snaps last week. Only sixty one percent of the snaps um, in in week ten. But I, still, man, like this is a guy that's going to be on the field a ton without any sort of Will Fuller in there. So yeah, I think that. I think that between him, any any thought on CJ Fedorowicz? Maybe some targets. Tight end is just too loaded. It's too loaded. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I could literally do a draft of just tight ends. It, like, we, 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 we go like ten deep at tight end. There's so many. There's so many. It's, it's so many good ones. Like yeah, in tournaments, if you want to play two tight ends, like I think it's a good way to go. But let's move on to the next clip. All right. So hopefully our producer Dave is back from having to go sneak He's off. Dead. He's back. I saw him walk back into the office. <laughs> there you go. You have the inside scoop from uh, from right inside the uh, corporate offices. All right, let me uh, see what the next one is. All right, so this clip comes from the uh, DFS Pick Six show. Uh, this is this is Evan Silva, who um, you know, when, whenever he talks about you know plays and players, you know, I always. I always listen, have a ton of respect for this guy. This is a player who he says he won't play at DFS because he just plain sucks. I, I have a guy this week. I think Melvin Gordon might bounce back, though. I don't know what to think about this running back situation. And I'm glad we're on this show because, Evan, this is a you question right here, buddy. What is going to happen with this Chargers running back situation? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I like – so I have, you know, I like, I have like biases sometimes, you know, and I try to like talk about my biases and like, you know, like admit my biases and like embrace them as opposed to like, you know, trying to cover them up, you know, and let them bleed into, you know, the, th the things that I think my biggest bias is against players that are bad. Okay. And, you know, of course, like against teams that are bad, you know, um, but my my biggest bias is definitely against like players that are bad, and so I will never play Melvin Gordon. I mean, I I just decided I will never play him, uh, you know, and that's going to cost me money sometimes, you know, and you know I'm going to be okay with that. You know, I'm going to move forward because he stinks, and uh, Austin Eckler is uh, like pretty good, 
Uh, and that's why you saw last week, you know, in crunch time, they're giving touches to Austin Eckler. Now Austin Eckler like blew it because he lost a fumble that essentially cost him the game or contributed to them losing the game. Yeah, both teams uh, try the game. But Austin Eckler, like four weeks in a row, snap rate up, 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 15 touches last week playing in crunch time. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, you can play Melvin Gordon, you know, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I'm not going to play him. Okay, so that was Evan Silva from the DFS Pick 6 uh, show here on Grinders Live. Um, he hosts that, or I guess Eric Crane hosts that show with Evan Silva and Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar from Roto World. And that was Evan Silva just basically saying he's not going to play uh, Melvin Gordon this week, uh, despite the fact that he is in the absolute uh, nut matchup versus uh, at home versus Buffalo in a game script that should be one that, I mean – I think that there's going to be a ton of ownership on the Los Angeles Chargers defense as Nate Peterman travels inexplicably to take the job from um, Tyrod Taylor for his first start. Uh, a lot of the, you know, there's a correlation play there. Plus our analytics at rosterwatch.com have this as the number one individual matchup for opposing runners on the entire week. Uh, still, still Evan Silva says that, Melvin Gordon's not a good player and that he does not play bad players in DFS. Siege, your thoughts on that general line of thinking about not playing bad players in DFS and also your thoughts on Melvin Gordon specifically. I mean, I sat here and recommended Kevin Hogan, so I can't, <laughs> I can't sit here and say that I don't play bad players in DFS. Um, <laughs> and, and Brock Osweiler. I, mean, I just said one out of 150. Get over it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I, just, I just, I'm just, I'm just tilted that you got the over on, on, on that. Eight it wasn't even close, by the way. Like it, was, it, was, I, it was, it was, it was 10.56. It was an over 8.5. Wasn't it? It was close. It was close. Tilted. Oh, 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 that's right. I forgot you lost a unit on that. Yeah. Um, I, I just, for me, this situation comes down to, I disagree with Evan Silva's evaluation of the player. Um, he's just been a hurt. He just had injury issues and like, with running backs, we've seen it with Leonard Fournette. He went from God four weeks ago to like now, like everyone's just like, he kind of sucks. And that, that's what ankle injuries and can kind of do to you. Um, and I think he's, he had turf toe all season. He played through it. Turf toe is really painful. Um, he was talking about he's the healthiest he's been all season. It's a cupcake matchup. Nathan Peterman's going to turn the ball over at least once in the red zone. Like this game script is going to be really far in the Chargers' favor. Like it was a good game script for the Chargers, even with Tyrod Taylor. You're looking at a great defensive line against a terrible offensive line. A rookie quarterback's going to hold on the ball too long. So, like, I expect some short fields. The touchdown equity for Melvin Gordon is great. I, I think I would take him above Kareem Hunt even. You would take him above Kareem Hunt? I would. Do you want, do you want to make a prop bet on that? Yeah. Whenever we talk, you'll, yeah, take yeah. Melvin, you'll take Melvin right now versus Kareem Hunt, and we can talk about others later? Yeah, I, I want the other one that we talked about off air. Right, yeah, books, books, yeah, books. Okay, let's take Melvin Gordon versus I, – I, I got Kareem Hunt in that one. Woo, I'm furiously rubbing my hands together here. Yeah, that's what you do every week. That's what you do every week, and then every week you lose. I, 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 I do not lose every week. Thank you, Mr. Josh Doxson, for your – Oh, my God. What a, yeah, you're, you're talking you're about touchdown catch. You, you had a, he literally had Back a one-inch touchdown for catch. One-inch for a two-banger, for a two-banger two versus Deontay oh Thompson. You can't um, complain about running bad. Like, like oh, my God, <laughs> you ran so pure. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, I, I mean, you're only, I mean, you like Gordon, though, right? No, yeah, I do. I do. I, I mean, for me, I'm just having – for me, I'm having trouble. I think he is 7,600, and I think Kareem Hunt's only 8,000, and I just have – I think that's what it is. Just off the top of my head on DraftKings. Let me pull it up and see. But I just think that whenever I get into that, whenever I get into that sort of, yeah, seventy six hundred, I just I usually tr kind of try and find a way to pay up. Where where are you on Melvin Gordon versus Alvin Kamara? Probably Gordon. Probably Gordon. You see that? It's, it's, like, it's like okay, who's more likely to score two touchdowns? It's probably Melvin Gordon, right? I think so. I mean, look at how many touch how many touchdowns have been scored in the last few weeks against a, 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 against these Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's been. I, I want to. I'm going to retweet something right now. So if you go to my Twitter profile, you can. I'm going to go tweet this out. Did you see this? Like the Saints ran the ball 24 times in a row. Did you watch this? Have you the seen what? this on Twitter? So like, like the Saints last week ran the ball 24 times in a row. I'm going to find this. 
early in the week. So I'm going to retweet this. And this is uh, from four verts. Um, so it's 18 run plays in a row by the Saints. Uh, Dude. So going, you just, you just watch how like much this offensive line just dominates. Like, oh, they, they're fantastic. It's just like, and just and you just look at how bad this defensive, the, the Bills' defensive line was, and you're just like, Melvin Gordon's just gonna run, run, run. run. What are the What are the Bills doing? Trading off so many good pieces and starting bad quarterbacks. It's like I just don't. Understand. I, don't I don't understand why they're starting Peter. I just that makes no sense. I'm just looking going back to Week Eight. So in the last three weeks. The Bills are giving up. They give they gave up a touchdown to Jameis Alawali. They gave up two touchdowns to Matt Forte. They gave up three to Mark Ingram, one to Alvin Kamara, and then one to the backup Trey Edmonds. That's uh, five, six, seven, eight touchdowns in the last three weeks. I mean, yikes! That's a team where, and I don't think that that I don't think that that defensive line is going to is I don't think they're going to travel well at all. So uh, yeah, very very interested to see how that stuff how that stuff turns out I think I don't know the more I talk about it the more I think that Melvin Ingram might find his way into at least some of my tournament lineups I, is, he, is he a guy you're getting into any of your lineups Siege I haven't looked at what his ownership percentage is projected to who, be right now who are you talking about sorry you cut out there oh I'm sorry Melvin Gordon like is he a guy who's going to be in any any of your tournament lineups oh yeah for sure have you have you seen recently I can't I can't, I can't, I can't say I'm playing over Kareem Hunt and then have none do you think that um, – have, have you looked at the ownership projections recently on him? I haven't looked, so I was just – I was wondering, like, is, 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 is he going to be popular? I can pull I up. Love, I have it. I have it. I have it right here. I can pull it up. Uh, okay. It's always nice. It's inside of HQ, so it's like a really easy way to look for it. Um, let's see. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he's, like, decently chalky. He's, like, the same ownership level of Kamara. Like, he has got projected the same. Although, I think he's got – I think he's got Chris Thompson, too, low. Is that like top? Is that like top five most owned? Running uh, back, yeah, he's like yeah. the top three. He's kind of tied in that tied for second with like Ingram. Oh, tied for second. He's gonna be chalk. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's still yeah, too nice. low for him. I still think that's too low for him. You mentioned Chris Thompson. Do you know what? We can talk about Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson later. That's that's off the off the subject for now. But I definitely want to hear your thoughts on him in that game. Um, it's, it's, it's something I've been going back and forth about as well. But let's get to our next clip here. Uh, this one comes from the Yahoo DFS show. And this one comes from um, Dean7804. Dean and this is a redemption take on a receiver that is coming off suspension, who, again, has another crappy quarterback. Where's my guy, the guy I want to pay up for? Uh, Mike Evans, 28 bucks. The Dolphins, another team that's just a stone disaster. They're awful. A uh, short week of preparation for Miami, once again, playing on the Monday night game. Uh, DVOA, uh, Miami is 31st in the league. That's one uh, just ahead of the worst team uh, versus the pass. And if you want to get more specific or all technical, they are 26 DVOA against the wide receiver one. Uh, I'm buying into redemption week uh, for Mike Evans after getting suspended and you know, against this Miami secondary, I think he smashes $28. Dalton, you with me or what? Okay, so that one comes from the Yahoo DFS show here on um, Road, on Roto Grinders, Grinders Live. I believe it comes out on, on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And that was Dean saying that this week is Mike Evans' redemption week coming off of suspension. He has a little pee-pee-armed Ryan Fitzpee-pee throwing him the football. You're just bitter. <laughs> about last week. Hey, I what what am I bitter about? That Ryan Fitzpatrick is terrible yeah. at throwing the football when he doesn't have like a double one wide receiver. Like he didn't have his best player, and he's got yeah. it back this week. Like Matt Gavin's is going to crush. Do you not watch what Devin Funches and Cam Newton? Like they made Cam Newton look like a precision passer. For goodness' sake. A, a lot of people have been making Cam Newton look look like that recently, huh? Oh, stop it. He's not a precision <laughs> passer. Come on. I'm not saying Oh, I, I think the Cam can't can't hit the broadside of a barn. I'm saying that he's that he's had a he's had a couple of matchups uh, like this like this recently. Um but yeah, I, I mean so all right, what's your take? What's your take on on Mike Evans this week? I, I, I'd certainly love to hear that you're on him because in my highest stakes league, I'll be I'll be counting on him this week, hopefully in season long, in route to it in route to locking up a buy. Yeah, I, I, I love Evans this week. Like just lock, lock, love, 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 like 
it's just tough. Like, you know, like it's going to come down to like Gronk, Gordon, Hunt, and Mike Evans for a roster spot. You know, it's kind of where it's looking like, and it's going to be like, it's a really tough decision between all those four guys because they're all very talented and you don't really want to fade any of them. But there's just certain Patriots you can't fade. So it's like, okay, well, I only hit nine roster spots. So I got to figure out, you know, how to make it work, you know. Xavier Howard has not turned out anything like they were hoping in Miami. Um, you know, I would, uh, you know, the intelligence that we had from the Miami Dolphins training camp was that they had the highest of hopes for this guy. It's turned out that he's been very, very bad. He's gotten beat a lot. I don't know if it's something where, um, it looks, know, like he's, it looks like he's limited. He's just, he's, it looks limited. Like he doesn't look a hundred percent person. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to think it's something else because it, like it's that that's a lot of evaluations going really bad. Um, if it turns out that he's just not good, but we have Miami at roster watch our number eight match for the week. If you had the prop on what three, if you had the prop on three segments before uh, a prop broke out, um, it's probably a record for longest time for a prop all year. Mike Evans, a pretty bad prop for 7,900. I have 63 props up. Early offshore props for our pro members at Roster Watch um, for FanDuel and for DraftKings. I'm just looking at the DraftKings sheet right now, but on DraftKings is 7,900. Basically, our number eight matchup of the week. He is thir- fourth from the bottom. Only what, what, Danny- are they, what, are they, what are they projecting on that? Like, give us the numbers. Five, five receptions for 72.5 yards and only a plus 125 touchdown odds, which I thought I would take. I would take the over on all three of those. Take the, well, you would take the, you would say over you would on take the touchdown. Over on yards and I would take the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. I just, I think given the matchup, the, to, to, to just, I brought the prop up because to me it seemed a little bit shocking. I, like you, I, I also like Mike Evans this week. I, I think it's 7,900, man. I just, for, for me, we're probably going to talk about the Patriots later. But for me, it's like, I I mean, I look down and I see Brandon Cooks, who's $1,300 cheaper. And I just, you know, I mean, to me, I feel like you could make Brandon Cooks $7,900 this week. And I'd feel more comfortable getting him than I would uh, getting getting Mike Evans. But, um, but Cooks isn't going to be chalk at his current press. That's fine by me. He, he, do you think Cooks is going to be chalk? Nope. No? No. Perfect. <laughs> he'll be respectively owned, but he's not going to be like forty percent or anything like that. Uh, he's going to be one hundred percent in 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 my lineups. Um, let's see if we can go to the next take. Always always providing us um, quality takes every single week. Scott Barrett. I mean, he's the gift. He's the gift that keeps on giving. We we love Scott around here. Um, one of one of my good friends. I see Siege always talking to him on on Twitter as well. Um, this comes from the PFF. Uh, the PFF show with Britt Devine and Scott Barrett and Tyler Beaker. And in this one, Scott is saying that a play that you probably have slated into your cash game lineups is an awful one. Uh, Scott, Scott, let's get to, I think, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm using this guy as it stands right now, but I'm looking at uh, our premium stuff on Roto Grinders and our ownership expert, Chris Gimino, has him pegged as the second highest owned running back of the week after seeing 13 opportunities last week and seeing 11 opportunities the week before. Now he does play for the New England Patriots and he's heavily involved in the passing game. So that helps you out on DraftKings. Uh, But why should I not like Rex Burkhead? Yeah, you honestly surprised me when you told me he was going to be the chalk. Why? I, I, I don't get it at all. Uh, it's Bill Belichick. We know exactly how he's going to use his running backs. And that's that we have no idea how he's going to use his running backs. At the very least, we know it's going to be a three-way low upside running back by committee situation. People want to talk about all the snaps he played last week. Of course, he played a ton of snaps. Last week was the week to play him against Denver. That's uh, susceptible to receiving running backs, but stout to opposing wide receivers. Uh, it is not this week to play him. Uh, still, yeah, all these snaps last week, he still saw fewer carries than Deion Lewis, who was also uh, the running back used in garbage time. He saw fewer targets than James White last week. Uh, and Lewis has just been one of the best running backs in the league this season. And no one wants to talk about it. Uh, again, he's seen minimal volume as well and really isn't on my radar, but he's our eighth highest rated running back. He's been the second most difficult running back to tackle on first contact behind only Kareem Hunt 
uh, I don't I don't get it at all. Scott Barrett, how could you? How how could you talk so badly about the guy who I'm putting into my lineups? It, go, it, it goes, you put Tom Brady in at quarterback, you put Rex Burkhead in at running back, and you figure things out from there, from every, you know, Brandon Cooks comes next, and, you know, you figure out how you're going to run it back from there, fill in the rest of the pieces, easy as can be, you know, how to start this week. Scott says that that's a crappy play. I like Scott. <laughs> Scott's, a nice, Scott's a nice guy. Yeah. He's out of his damn mind. Like, <laughs> out of his mind, right? I mean, look, I understand that Deion Lewis was in the concussion protocol, so he took a, got a few extra carries. Okay, I will acknowledge that. But even if Rex Burkhead had played 35% of the snaps last week, like say when he played the week before, and he was 3,600 playing against the Raiders, like you still would probably play him at 3,600. He still has 20-point upside. Like, and I think with Amendola, very questionable at best. Like, I think that like if, if you know, if Amendola sits, like James White or Burkhead is going to be the new slot. And like, doesn't really matter which one plays the position because the other one's going to take the running back snaps. So for me, it's just a situation like I, I just don't see a way in which Rex Burkhead doesn't get like seven or eight targets in this game. I just don't see it. And and then they're high value targets. This guy's only played in like played in only four games, and I believe I'd have to look. I'll have to look it up and double check whenever I get the tool pulled up. But I believe he has the second most end zone targets of any running back in the league, and he hasn't even played it all this season. And, you know, so like I mean. It, Dude, he is – Rex Burkhead is out there blocking punts. He is like – are you telling me that that guy's not in the, the – the, I mean, Bill Belichick's eyes just don't light up just thinking about playing that guy more? I mean, like, oh, I mean so here's, here's the thing. They spent a million dollars around it to train at 7,200 feet this week at the Air Force Academy. They're so, going to be here. So there's – there's, so if you're, if you're Bill Belichick and you're explaining to Robert Kraft why you need to spend this million dollars – Hey, hey uh, Rob Kraft, we're going to go to a trance 7,200 feet. And then what we're going to do is we're going to play the game really slow and just run the ball against a team that can't breathe. No. Or, or <laughs> we can train at 7,000 feet for 10 days. And go then tempo. Play super fast yeah, go against tempo. the team that is training at sea level. And what do you do? Let me think you, about this. And, and, Let me think. Which one is he going to do? And, he's going to play fast. And what do you want to do whenever you go tempo? You want a back in there that's a utility back that can do anything, that can play anything. You don't want to substitute these idiots. You want a guy you can motion out into the slot. You want a guy who can run between – like Rex Burkhead is that guy for them. The other two have really clearly defined roles. James White has his own clearly defined role. Deion Lewis seems to be – inexplicably seems to be like the LeGarrette, the new LeGarrette, the blunt, like the little shrimpy LeGarrette blunt just between the tackles runner. He's not getting any targets. I just think that – this whole deal about Burkhead being a bad play. I mean, I, I, I mean, at 3,600, I just, it's kind of like with Bruce Ellington. I mean, I don't really see that many ways just by the, just honestly, just by the, the number of targets alone and by the receptions floor. I think it's like, if he gets you six, he's 3,600. It's not an 8K. Guy. It isn't going to kill you. It's a, thir- it's a 3,600 guy. Like it ain't going to kill you. The, the rest of your Patriots stack will fall off. Like it's just, there's like no risk here, and the reward is just massive. Well, do you, do you want any Deion Lewis or James or James White? Well, you're you're gonna be making like 300 lineups or something, maybe more. So you're gonna probably have at least some of those guys sprinkled in every. every I'm probably night. not playing that many this week with the King of the Beach round one. I don't see myself playing any. I don't see myself playing any Deion personally. Huh. Okay. Um, so really, no, no James Wider, like even with the struggles they've had to, to defending uh, receiving running backs out of the backfield, the Raiders, you're, you're just going to put your eggs in the Burkhead basket and because he's the better player and because he's cheaper. I mean, it, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. I just figured that with how much you love this game, you would just be trying to stack it in every way possible, looking for every permutation. Deion Lewis has had zero targets. Like, yeah. I think Tom Brady's going off, like, I just don't – the Deion Lewis runs for three touchdowns. It's going to be a bad week for me anyways. So, like, I don't really want to hedge it. I just kind of want to, like, just be all in on the passing attack and just go for it. I just don't see a way. If they rush for for three touchdowns, Burkett probably has one. So, it's just like – I'm just not – I just don't see the need for Deion Lewis. I understand it. If you want to get cute, you're playing a ton of teams. But realistically, that's not the approach I'm looking for this week. I just don't see myself doing that. Maybe on a site where like there's a Sunday night football game. So like so let's say maybe I stacked up uh what is 
is which which order are they in? I think it's Philly and Dallas or something, like that, right? Yeah, Philly Dallas. So like, let's say like I was playing on FanDuel or something, and I wanted to stack that game up. Like, okay, maybe I use Deion Lewis as a chief running back. We hope he gets two touchdowns. The wide receivers all get one type thing. I could see that, but like just the the best two games on the slate are not on the main slate. So it's like the Patriots game, second best game, third best game. You remove them, and it's like okay, now it's like. Kansas City Giants and massive wins is the second best game on the slate. Is that is that massive win? I know there's massive win in Cleveland, supposedly. Massive, massive, massive win in New York. And it's like this total's been going up since the moment it opened. Like literally from the moment this thing is opened, it has just gone on a steady climb. It opened at 50. It's now at 55. Like there's a little buyback now from the guys that got 50, I'm sure, to get it to 54 and a half. But it's just gonna keep rising. It's gonna close at 56. I've been saying this all week. Like this total will close at 56. Like every trend on the, oh I, I, every trend on the planet too supports the Patriots. Let's see if I can pull this up real quick too. This is one of my favorite stats, and I know we've been going on to this one for a while, but whatever. Well, um, no, no. well, I'm, I mean, here's the thing. All right, so let's just talk about it more. If you're going to be stacking them, how do you rank these options to bring it back between? It's Cooper. I, I hate Cooper. I hate him so much, but every bone in my body was telling me that the Patriots were going to take away Crabtree. Because they think Cooper is just a boom bust big play guy, and everything I'm, everything I'm hearing, everything, everything I'm hearing, like makes me agree that Belichick thinks the same way. So I think he's going to take away Crabtree, and I think you're going to see it. Mark Cooper on one on one coverage versus Gilmore. If you're bringing it back, I think that's the GPP play. I think the safer play is to bring it back to Jared Cook. I think he's in a really good spot. You're finally um, on the Jared Cook train. I've been on the Jared Cook train for a couple weeks now. Perfect. Hey, welcome, welcome aboard, man. It's, it's, it's um, been a very profitable little trend. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Um, um, let me see if I pull up the stats. There's a really good trend here. I sent it to Crane. I'm going to pull it up in a second real quick here. Uh, come on. Why did I, why did I send some answers? So here it is. It's uh, favorites of four plus on neutral sites. This is what their history has been. They're 10 and 0, winning by an average of 25 points per game. Oh, God. Actually, excuse me, that was before the Minnesota game. It's now 11 and 0, winning at an average of like 26. Yikes. And then you think altitude, you think like all the factors, and you're just like, Patriots are going to put up 40 in this spot. But I think, yeah, but I think that I think that the Raiders are going to do damage too. You you honestly, you're honestly, you're not going to have any, any crab tree. It's going to be Cooper. It's, it seems I mean, like I'll, I'll have some crap It I seems like opposing snaps usually kind of give Cooper the star treatment, though, for some reason. You don't well, think Belichick? Belichick will? Belichick's smarter than that. Yeah, well, Belichick is smarter than smarter than most for sure. Um, all right. Well, I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit more about that game after we get through these clips. We still have two more to get to. Here's another one with with Evan Silva that we'll put up next. Uh, this one comes from the Swole Cast, and this is Evan Silva talking about going back to a running back. That disappointed a lot of people, yours truly included, last week. I wanted to mention two plays to you guys, and they're mostly FanDuel-oriented plays, uh, but I wanted to get your guys' opinions on them. So Jordan Howard was, I think, maybe the highest-owned running back in Daily Fantasy last week. Uh, you know, if, if not, uh, he might have yeah. he might have been second. He disappointed. Yes, he, John he, he was a big, big bust. <laughs> And now uh, he is going to be, you know, after burning the field, everyone's going to be off him. People respect the Lions' defense, despite the, the fact that they got shredded by Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson last week. Uh, we know what the Bears' game plan is going to be. Uh, and I think that he is intriguing as like a, a fade the recency bias. And then Adrian Peterson against the Texans. What do you guys think? Okay, so that was Evan Silva again on one of the uh, one of the fourteen different podcasts and or shows he's on seemingly every week. Um, that one is about that take was about Jordan Howard and probably not a very popular take uh, after Jordan Howard kind of you know crapped the bed for a, a lot of. Um, daily owners last week by failing to get into the end zone and just not having a very efficient day in general. I will say that um, if not for John Fox's idiotic review of that Benny Cunningham, um, you know, touchdown where they said he was out at the, you know, out at the, you know, one inch line or whatever, um, Jordan Howard would have come in and just rammed that thing in for the touchdown. And the narrative around Jordan Howard would be a lot different this week. As it was, John Fox goes and reviews that thing. The officials 
give it the Austin Safarian Jenkins, Todd Gurley treatment where they say that he's fumbling it into the pylon touchback. Um, so really, really idiotic move there by John Fox, head coach of the uh, Chicago Bears might have cost uh, Jordan Howard last week at least probably six extra points. Siege, where are you on going back to Jordan Howard and kind of gaining some leverage on the uh, recency bias that everybody's going to have about using him? On FanDuel, I can see it, um, you know, where PPR doesn't matter, but the guy just gets no receptions. And for me, it's like Rex is on the board and Rex is awesome. So that's like one running back slot. And it's just like, do I really want to go with Howard for my second running back slot over Gordon or Gurley or Hunt? I just don't see it. So for me, it's kind of a situation where I'm just not going to play yeah, Jordan Howard with one of the one of the better rushing props of the day. But like like uh, Siege says, the receptions prop is either 0.5 or one, depending on where you look. And the receiving yards prop only seven and a half, but definitely a, a rushing yards prop 86.5, pretty good and uh, plus 100. So even even money to score. I don't think it's the worst play. I'm just I'm not in I'm not interested in it again. And maybe that's just my own recency bias. You know, that could be playing against me, but. I just like Siege. There are just other running back options that I see as far, far, far more appetizing this week. Um, let's get to the next clip. I, I don't any more to say about Jordan Howard Siege. Okay. No. Okay. Um, this one comes from the the expert square table. This is from uh, this. That's the show with J.M. Dewin and Adam Levitan. This is. A, I'm gonna be interested to see what Siege says about this table. Turn down your microphones. He, turn, he, that, turn down the volume on your computer. I'm uh, going to get loud. I'm warning you all now. Just turn it down. I'll be interested. To, I'll be interested to see why, because I could see a possible another prop bet brewing here. Um, this is a take on a quarterback that I think Siege is going to be very, very much against. Uh, it comes from JM to win. I think it's a great week to go to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, in that same price range, we have Blake Bortles and. Uh, Blaine Gabbert. So I like Gabbert a little bit more. Uh, hopefully Hefe is watching in solidarity with that call. Uh, we won't spend five minutes on Gabbert like we have in the past, but the Texans are still really good against the run, even though they've struggled against the pass. Um, and Gabbert can pick up 30, 40 yards on the ground. Um, he has good weapons to throw to. Uh, I just think that this is a good spot to go to Gabbert. Uh, okay, so <laughs> here we go. C says, turn down your speakers. I'll, I will uh, hand it over to you, brother. <laughs> this is hilarious to me. We want to play Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Mind you, this guy could not be out Drew skating for a backup job on the road in a loud building with no offensive line, Adrian Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald is his only weapons. And people want to play this guy. <laughs> what? He sucks at football. He's always sucked at football. What am I missing here? The Lions move five points towards Houston and everyone's just like, Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert sucks. He's gonna throw two pick sixes and he's, the Houston fees me one percent, and I'm gonna be doing a victory lap around wherever the party's at. And it was be like, you know, Blaine Gabbert was on the road, and the defense against him was one percent. I'm gonna be like, no, Sherlock. <laughs> like, this is hilarious. Like, it's Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, yeah, but he, here's 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 the thing. Just a couple other points. I mean, that's the way that I felt whenever you were talking about Brock Osweiler the other day. And the fact is, it's like. Blaine Gabbert's a better Blaine Gabbert's a better quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, if you look, I this mean, totals in a free fall. It's literally okay. So this uh, on the fourteenth, this total was Arizona minus one and a half, a forty-two and a half total. Now it's Houston minus two at a thirty-seven and a half total. That means the Arizona implied total has gone down with four and a half points this week. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, four and a half. Do you know? Do, like that's the <laughs> The projected point total now is like 17 from 21. I've but, never seen a team total free fall by four points in a game that's in a dome. Yeah, but all but all those movements. It looks like most of those movements have been through dead numbers, at least on the. At the least total went from 42 to 37 and a half. The team so total is down four points. 
So forty. So the four. So it it, it did move to the forty one. It's thirty seven and a half. I guess, I, I, I guess I'm more talking about the uh, talking about the spread. But I mean, clearly there are indicators that there's sharp money on Houston in this. Like I will say that. I will say this though, man. Like, have you just looked at Blaine Gabbert's game logs from 2016 and 2015 as a as a starter? Have you just gone and looked at them and seen that he had a, he had basically had a median output from weeks nine through week 17 in 2015 at looks like 20.2 fantasy points per game with upside for 27.3. And then in weeks one through five and 2016. He had better weapons than he does now. 2016 San Francisco 49ers? Yes. Yes. I would take the 2016 49ers over what he's got now. Well, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald this week is going to be facing Kareem Jackson in this lot. Who's allowed the they're third? Double team him. They're just going to double team Hunt Fitz. Let me stop it. Like Fitz is, they're, they're going to put bracket coverage on Fitz. I think that it, I think that Blaine Gabbard at forty nine hundred or something, whatever he is, like that. I think in cash games you can get away with it. I like do in you, cash games. Yeah, in, yeah, in cash. Just you show yourself. <laughs> I think he got Brady is seventy four hundred. Yeah. You want to play Blaine Gabbert in cash games? All right. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to. I'm 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 playing one hundred percent Brady. But I'm thinking if you want to pay down, I'd rather play Gabbert than. Uh, I don't know. Can I? Okay. Uh, let's start. Let's just get a list of units. What about what about we we give me Gabbert versus Tom Savage? No. Why? Why? You just said that Tom Savage was going to be good and throw for two touchdowns and Blaine Gabbard's the worst. I said he's, I said he's Blaine Gabbard has rushing outside. I can't, let's, I can't do that. But let's, let's, let's look and see just players that are sort of around his area. Blaine Gabbard has rushing outside. So, like, yeah. I, have, like I don't want, like, a pure football bet. I don't want a DFS bet. I want to play, like, he sucks at football. Well, okay, well I mean, but, but we're here talking about DFS. I think that – I think he's going to get 50. 15 to 16 points at minimum. He's shown he's shown that when, when Tom Brady puts up 35, 16 points is nothing. I like him, uh, I like him more than Case Keenum. I like I him. Take, more I would take I would take I, I would take uh Keenum, uh Fitz, Cutler, Eli. Well, Eli's I mean Eli's a lot more expensive. Eli's fifty seven hundred. Blaine Gabbert's 800 more. That's 49, 40, 80, I mean, 800 is the, I mean, the difference in, like, you know, Adrian, you know, I mean, or like Jarek McKinnon versus some kind of, well, I guess not. Probably. It's like, it's like Mike Evans and Tyree Kill. That's not a big drop off. Yeah. It's like Tyree Kill to Sterling Shepard. But still, I mean, still, still, I'm, I'm, I'm saying for the price, 4,900, I think Blaine Gabbert's fine. I think he's. I mean, I think he's got. I think for fantasy, he's fine. He's going to rush for a lot of points. And if and and if you just, I think that the surrounding cast and for the Arizona Cardinals is probably comparable to, to 2016 San Francisco 49ers. And as far as a fantasy quarterback, he was fine last season. Do you want to make a prop bet on um, on um, Blaine Gabbert versus Case Keenum or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I can't do DK points. Like I just like I'm gonna, like he's got rushing upside. I can't like just hand away. But okay. The guy like the guy could just be awful. Like he could go like eat for thirty five and get fifty yards rushing and a touchdown. And I lose. Like that's just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let myself get back toward like that. Okay. All right. He's so I guess football. Like like yeah. he might get he might find his way to fifteen DK points, but it's just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let a guy who just like happen to get two one yard touchdown runs just like screw me. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not dealing with that stuff. I I I, cer- I certainly agree that he's uh, not a quarterback that you're ever looking forward to see being uh, your franchise quarterback if you're a fan of an NFL team. But I do think that um, I, I I do think that I think he can get you 15 or 16 points this week. And if you can build around him, you know, if there's if there's certain players that you need to get to in cash, I do agree with Siege. Probably pretty, you know, the reason I said you could play him in cash is because generally in cash I am looking to pay down at, at quarterback. I'm a cash game player. I'm not much of a tournament player. With that being said, this week, I think, I mean, I'm just, it would be, it's kind of stupid for me to say you can't because I'm not going to play any of, any, any of them in cash. I'm playing 100% Tom Brady. Like, I, like I'd rather do it. Can I do it? Can I get a Houston defense versus a comparable defense bet? Um, well, yeah, where's the Houston defense? Uh, so, like, if I think that Blaine Garrett's gonna suck that way, like, I can yeah. do like a defense bet. Yeah, how about versus the Chargers defense? They're, no, they're, stop it. They're, no. they're, 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 they're 3,000. No, you're not getting, you're not getting the Chargers. You can have anyone else. 
uh, I can get somebody kind of around. Can I get somebody a little bit? All right. How about the car? How about the Cardinals defense? Great. Done. That sounds like a done deal. Done. Deal. All right. Done. Cool. So we. So all right. So let's 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 get into our best. We have that booked. We have Kareem Hunt versus no, Gordon, and I want to get Todd Gurley versus Kareem Hunt too. Well, man, I love Gurley. Todd Gurley to go over. I love that. Todd, Todd Gurley versus Kareem Hunt. We'll go ahead and get that booked. Let's uh, let's talk about why you like Todd Gurley so much. Yeah, it's just a really good spot. The Vikings defense isn't as good as people think, and and Todd Gurley has such a role in the passing game. If they shadow Xavier Rhodes on Robert Woods, which I actually think might happen, I think we're looking at a seven to eight target floor for Todd Gurley. 15 to 20 carries. I just think he's like a 30 touch guy. And I, when he gets 30 touches, he's just never going to bust for you. So like, he's definitely my number one overall running back this week. I, I just love the floor. Like last week he put up 20 DK points and didn't get in the end zone. Like, like having that kind of floor is just so sick. Todd Gurley is the sickest. I mean, I, I hate even betting against him. I just think this week, um, I think this is the week for Kareem Hunt. I think coming off that bye, Andy Reid just needs to understand that you're running the ball so effectively with one of the most effective runners in the whole entire league. You know, you have a banged up defensive line there for the, for the New York Giants. I think, you know, with the, with the, with the wind conditions and with the weather and everything else, I think they're going to get back to Kareem Hunt in a big way. And Kareem Hunt, even at 8K, I mean, here, I mean, another, his props outrageous. It's our number five match for the week, 89.5 rushing yards, three and a half receptions, 30.5 receiving yards prop and a minus 185 uh, touchdown prop. When I compare that to Todd Gurley, uh, I saw one come in. Yeah, his his early rushing yards prop, 71.5. A little bit better receiving prop, 3.5 receptions for 34.5. A little bit less touchdown equity at minus 135. So um, I think that the props would the props would be on my side. But as we know, the props are, you know, it, they're far, far from gospel. It, I just, I think it, it ate, you know, I'm, I'm saving how much by going to Kareem Hunt? 600? 400? I'm going to find myself on a lot more Kareem Hunt this week than I am on, than I am on, um, than I am on Gurley. But, you know, one thing that that does, though, is it kind of, it kind of takes me a little bit off Travis Kelsey, who I really want to play this week. Where, where are you on Kelsey? He can't fail, but it's Travis Kelsey, so there's always the caveat that it's Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey can be done in good spots. But the Giants is, are giving a, giant a, a tight end, a, a touchdown to a tight end every single week of the season. Garrett Sell. Every single one. Garrett Sell. Garrett Sell, someone on the show last week who said was a good value play, <laughs> I, I along know. with C.J. Beathard uh, and Marquise Goodwin. I agree. Well, hey, that we were both on the good one. We were both we were on, on the, the good one. Stuff. We were on the good one. With, with, um, and, and, and with Selleck, I said, look, I look, all my analysts are telling me that this is the best matchup in the world. I'm just saying, like, the guy's never been a good player. And I could see us looking back and saying, what were what? we doing? Do we play this terrible player? Playing, play, playing bad players like this. But, but, but I mean, again, like, but again, like, Travis Kelsey's not a bad player. And so, like, this spot is just really good. That's one of the reasons I don't want to play Hunt is I kind of just want to play No, this. I mean, it, that's been some, that's been, that's been in, the weather uh, in that game's gonna suck too. I could just see Andy Reid getting up twenty-one nothing and just be like, "All right, Charcander Quest, just run the ball. Like, I don't want to get hurt." That's gonna kill me in daily and in a ton of season long. I just, I just could see that. Like, if they get up early, it's just like I want to get out of here. No injuries. The Giants suck. Let's just get out of here. You know, run, run you know, like Charcander West. And I, I feel think, like I'm just worried about the ceiling for Kareem Hunt. Like, it would have to be a shootout for him to hit his ceiling, I guess. And I just don't see the chance shooting out at all. Uh, let's say it does, and or let's say that you're interested in in the Chiefs. I've heard a lot of talk about the Chiefs onslaught this week. Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I see you shaking your head like you hate it. But if you were going to be doing that, or all right, are you interested in any pieces from the from from the New York Giants side? The most popular options are, of course, going to be Sterling Shepard and Evan. Ingram. Sterling Shepard is a tough matchup this week, by the way. I don't know why everyone hates that corner. Like he's he, he the first week back, and you have like speed short touchdowns. Steven Nelson. Yeah. I understand what the analytics say. Just watch him on, like, he gave up two short touchdowns to Beasley. Steven Nelson from, from Oregon State, he's going to – Sterling Shepard's going to leave that guy in the dust. No chance. No chance. Well oh. – No chance. He's so a good player. So, so you hate Sterling Shepard this week? I do. I like Evan Ingram. Again, like, like tight end is like 19,000 different people that are deep. Like, I would much rather play Evan Ingram this week at 6K than play Shepard at 63. Would, would you be interested in any kind of Sterling Shepard prop? 
Can I get Sterling Shepard versus Evan Ingram? Uh, oh, against no, dude. No, 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 no. I love Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram. Evan, Evan Ingram's cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, this is a week, if any, is if you're playing on DraftKings, you might be, you might want to think about two tight ends. I mean, there's Gronk, there's Evan Ingram, Kelsey, there's Kelsey, there's... Jared Cook, if you're bringing it we back. We didn't talk about Cameron Great. How's that Miami defense looking against tight ends, by the way? How, what's, your, uh, Andrew, what's your analytics say there? How far have they fallen? It's now, it's, 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 it is now a top 10 matchup. So you were definitely right about that. Um, yeah. yeah, it just hasn't been any, it hadn't been anywhere. Those linebackers couldn't cover. Like you just look at the roster. It's like Timmons. Like, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I know, but I mean, my model had it juiced. I could, totally see, the flop. I could totally see the flop lag on Cameron Gray, by the way. Totally can see the flop lag where he busts last week and he scores two touchdowns this week. And everyone's just like, what the hell? I, I'm not going back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with that. All that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cameron Bray. He doesn't seem like he talk, He just he doesn't target. He doesn't target the tight end. That is one of the negatives. But I could just see. I could just even when he's open. I could just see seven for a hundred and two touchdowns, and everyone just goes, "Where was this last?" Week? Before we get, so we have we we have three props already booked, so we won't need to do that. But before we get into, uh, we only have a few minutes before we get into our bold calls. Oh, I do want to talk about one more. Actually, I'll save the bold calls. Save the bold calls. Okay, um, I just want to ask you about the, these two guys that are at the very top of the prop sheet over at rosterwatch.com, who I, I hate this one, but he's at the very top. Kendall Wright versus Detroit. Um, Is he playing know, the slot? I need to figure yeah. out who's playing the slot there. Is it still Kendall oh, Wright? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we know slot players versus Detroit. And his prop, I mean, it's only four – it's a four reception prop for 40 yards, but his touchdown odds are much better than I would think at plus 185. Um, that looks like the top value. It, just 3,100, it's – I don't know. Maybe a pivot. I, 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 I'm playing Bruce Ellington first. I'm yeah. just playing Bruce Ellington. And then the second best one up on here at 4,300 is, is Jamison Crowder out of the slot versus the Saints. This reception is probably 5.5, and then the receiving yards probably 59.5 with plus 150 touchdown odds. Have you thought at all this week about Crowder? He hadn't really, really been on my radar, but sometimes um, I just kind of use the props as an extra trend to put in my model. Um, do you think – Do you, have you thought at all about I Crowder? Just, I just don't play players against the Saints. They're turning into a great defense. They are a great defense. It's like, you know, last week, like, the, the Bills ran 43 offensive plays. 43. And just inexplicably got away from Shady McCoy, who had a – it was like I'm, – I'm still tilted about last week, dude. Just in, in, in every the possible week, in the week, way. And the week before that, the, uh, the Bucks ran 53 offensive plays. And yeah. I, 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 my point is simply that if, you, if you're just running no plays, then like PPR guys are a disaster. Right. Yeah. And you're you run plays. You need volume. Yeah. And I just don't see it. You know, in the week before against the Bears, I'm sure they, the Bears ran even fewer. So it's just like, again, I just, I just see all sorts of like, I think they're just going to run, 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 run. And I don't see how anyone's going to stop them. So for me, I'm off Chris Thompson. I'm off Crowder. I'm off the entire Redskins. All right, so I have I have two I have two hot takes this week. All right, the first one I have, two, I, have, I have two as well, so we can uh, do two this week. I hope it's not the kiss of death. And remember, these are these are hot takes for a reason, right? Uh, Jared Jared Cook, number one tight end on the slate in like people. I like that. Um, and then my other one is is um, Jeremy Macklin goes for hundred yards in a in a touchdown. Okay. I got a similar type of wide receiver. Randall Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb goes for twenty. Randall DK Cobb. Points. Randall 20? Cobb goes for twenty. At thirty-nine hundred, he goes for twenty DK points this week. Five eggs. Uh, I love Randall Cobb this week. I think that people are just overrating how many snaps he's going to get out of the backfield on third down. That's really um, probably true. Um, and then the other hot take is that the Patriots put up uh, over fifty points this week. Well, I love that too. And boy, do I hope it happens coming out of a ton of exposure. I'm just, I'm looking here at my prop sheet to another guy that's got a really great prop. We never got to come back around to him. We said we would. Just real quickly, last thing. What about Chris Thompson? Are, are you on I just talked about him. I, I, I'm off because I just don't, I don't, I don't think there's not enough snaps. I don't think there's a Redskins running off plays. So, so the same, the same rationale for being off of Chris Thompson as you are for being off of, off of Jameson Crowder. Yeah, there's just so many guys like Grant and they have like this new kid that caught a touchdown like White, I think. Like I just, there's too many guys for too few plays. Well, I am tilted because I cannot be in Nashville as my wife and I are expecting the birth of our second child basically any day. So um, nothing's happened yet though. So I'm, I'm, I'm on tilt that I can go up there for the Roto Grinders party. 
next year for sure. Siege, uh, tell everybody up there I said what's up and to, and to uh, keep up the good work. Um, as always, brother, great show. You can follow Siege on Twitter at the Siege DFS. You can find all of this content here on Roto Grinders. And also make sure to give a look to his tournament tactics package available now for NFL and for NBA. Uh, my name is Alex Dunlap. You can find all of my content at rosterwatch.com. You can hear me on Rosterwatch, uh, Series X and Fantasy Sports Radio, not 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning. So until next time, this has been the Week 11 DFS Roundup here on Grinders Live. For the Siege, I am Alex Dunlap. We are getting the hell out of here.